I think the Florida Gators have someone on roster right now that could be the highest drafted Gators edge rusher since Dante Fowler Jr. Only here on Locked On Gators. You are Locked On Gators, your daily podcast on the Florida Gators. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Lockdown Gators, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Lockdown Gators your first listen of the day. We are available daily and free wherever you listen to podcasts. Happy Tuesday. I'm Brandon Olson. You can find me on Twitter at WNS underscore Brandon. Find my written work with Whole Nine Sports and GiantsCountryofSI.com. Just going to remind you, I'm on vacation. A few more days, and then and then I'm back home, and then we're back to brand new latest info hopefully because again this is being recorded before i leave on vacation before i leave for vacation but hopefully talk about Jaden rashada being a florida gator quarterback uh but we're talking about edge rushers today and i mean it's very obvious who i was implying when i said that we have the highest that we could have the highest drafted edge on the roster since dante fowler jr went third overall to the Jaguars, it's Brenton Cox Jr. Um, He's capable of taking over games as a rusher and a run defender, which, I mean, I I, genuinely with Brenton Cox Jr., I think he's um, overlooked in terms of his run defense. Like, I I think that everybody acknowledges, because he, he, I mean, he led the Gators in sacks last year. I think everybody acknowledges that he is a strong pass rusher, and by strong, I mean skill set-wise, I don't mean powerful, although he does have power. But uh, yeah, he, he's one of the better run defenders on the team as well last year when he's trying. Um, you look at the Florida State game, he played great there. There, there were quite a few games where it's like, Brandon Cox Jr. is playing lights out right now. Um but there's a lot of games also where you watch and you're like, Brenton Cox Jr. is not playing right now. Like he, he just completely, like, and he stays on the field. He just stops playing football. Um, the Florida State game also, he did it where Jordan Travis kind of rolled out towards his side. And Brenton Cox Jr. was just like, stop. No, come back. And just didn't even bother chasing him. Um, and he does that quite a bit. And it's noticeable. That's the thing. It's not like one of those plays where it's just like he's like looking like he's tired and he's like, ah, I just can't get off the block. Like he's legit just standing there. And here's the thing also. If I'm an offensive lineman and I see someone just standing there, I'm lighting you up. It's it's as simple as that. If you're just standing there and you're defending, I'm just I I'm allowed to just light you up. And it's probably going to help my team. So I'm just gonna sprint into you and just take you out. Um I don't care. Like, especially if it's a run play, like we're supposed to be forward blocking. I just pancaked you. Um, So there's that. But he, based on how the season ended and his statements after the season and just everything he's done since the 2021 season ended for the Florida Gators, it seems like Britton Cox Jr. is motivated and ready to go in 2022. And big thing about that is, Last year when he was, like the Florida State game, he seemed like he was like motivated. And then there were just a few plays where he just didn't try at all. The Florida State game, he was just, just demolishing people. Like he, he had one play, 
I forgot who got the handoff, but like Brenton Cox Jr. lit it up. Like he was Jadavian Clowney in that one clip that went viral. Uh, and Brenton Cox Jr., I mean, at times, he plays with the violence you only see in like John Wick. Like he, like he plays violent football a lot. And I think, because I thought he was going to enter the draft after 2021, I was like, you know what? Like this guy, like he's not even trying some of the plays. He's dominant when he does try. He's just waiting for the money. He's gone. And then he came back. And I think the main reason he came back was to answer that question primarily about his motor. Because if you don't know, the way the process works with the draft is that you could you could basically tell the draft committee that you're like, hey, uh, the draft advisory board is what they're called, that, hey, like I'm considering entering the draft, uh, the NFL draft this year. What is your opinion of me? Where am I going to get drafted? And pretty much it goes first round, second round, go back to school. Um, and I, I think Brenton Cox Jr. got to go back to school because a player with a motor issue, definitely a concern, especially when you're, I, I hate doing this, but when you're talking about a Florida edge rusher with a motor issue over the past few years, Ja'Kai Polite was another one of those guys. And I think that teams are going to be a little wary because it's not one of those things where it's just like, once he gets the money, he'll he'll be trying harder because we thought that with Ja'Kai Polite and he just got worse. Um, so I, I think Brayden Cox Jr. kind of went back to answer this question, which is one of the reasons that I'm like, he's going to destroy people this year. Like he might physically kill somebody on the field this year. Um, so I think Brayden Cox Jr. is is revved up, ready to go, and he is ready to just t- take names um, is, is how I will put it for this coming season. But don't just take my word for it. Right after the break, we're going to hear from Ian Cummings from Pro Football Network. It is summertime. I am on vacation, as you can see, clearly. I'm, I'm, I'm resting right now, but uh, no, I'm on vacation, and I feel pretty good with my body right now and my summer bod. How? I eat Bilt Bar every day. That is my snack, because I have a sweet tooth. And if I don't have Bilt Bar, I will have chocolate or something else. And luckily, Bilt Bar is coated in 100% chocolate. Most bars have 130 calories, just four net carbs, along with 17 grams of protein. You could eat Bilt Bar and not feel bad. They have delicious, look. like Mud Pie isn't even slap your mama good. Mud Pie is punch everyone you've ever met in the face good. Like, like, like it's that good, whether you're talking about the bar or the puff, it's the best one in my eyes. Easily. Just just so good. Built Bar is always coming out with new limited time flavors too, so that you'll never get bored. Use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off of your next order. That is LOCKED, L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5 to get 15% off of your next order with Built or BuiltBar.com. Where do you stand on Britton Cox Jr. as an NFL prospect? Yeah, so he's an interesting one. You know, we all expected him to kind of come out last year. Obviously, had a pretty productive year. Eight sacks, 14 and a half tackles for loss. So he shows up often when watching that tape. And when I was watching Jervon Dexter, he flashed on multiple occasions, right? So you see the talent is there. Former Georgia edge rusher, right? So they recruited him. You know, he, he eventually had to transfer to Florida. And now he's coming here and he's actually playing well. So I think with Brenton Cox, what I would say is that I think it's going to be another deep edge class. So he might get swept up a little bit, but I, I would not forget him. If you're thinking about it, like I, this guy is very talented. And that was the first thing that came across for me 
is that I want to see that explosive first step. And I think he definitely has that. You know, I think at 6'4", 253, he's got that good first step. Maybe not elite in that compartment, but very good at generating that initial momentum off the snap. You saw him surging into the backfield a lot, you know, so I think he's very good at that. He's got that quick acceleration ability. It could work to his detriment at times, especially in run defense. You know, you're trying to surge in the backfield when you really should just be maintaining your discipline and setting that edge, trying to go for that play can allow running backs to sneak around and get that, you know, that open field. So, you know, I'd like him to be a little more disciplined in that sense. I think the hand usage can still improve a little bit, but as it stands, I mean, he's explosive. He's got great power capacity too. You know, that was one thing that stood out and that's, it kind of ties hand in hand with explosiveness, being able to generate that momentum off the snap so that you can generate that power at the point of attack. And he's very good at that you know, the initial the initial burst and then kind of surging your hands in, inside the torso and knocking guys back. There are multiple occasions on tape where he's knocking guys back and he's paving open that lane. And I love to see that from a guy who's, you know, not oversized, only 6'4", 253, right? So, you know, definitely has that capacity for sure. You know, when his motor's running hot, he's got, he's got a hot motor. Obviously, it can run a little cold sometimes, right? So I'd like to see that a little more consistent. But when he's hot, when he's on, this dude is tough to stop. So I think you look at the tools that are there, explosiveness, good size, good power capacity. That's those are things that you can channel and you can, you know, help contribute to other areas of the game, like hand usage, right? So I think with Brent Cox, there's still a little bit more room to refine his game, but he's already proven he can be dis- disruptive off of his traits and he's kind of gaining steam, you know, as we progress here. I will I will say NFL teams might have character issue character questions for him. Because obviously his time at Georgia, you know, getting in altercations with teammates that are arrest. So I think they're going to have questions about that and he'll have to pass that test. But if he does pass that test, you know, I think he's trending up right now. He's got the physical talent. I think he could be a day two pick. Maybe, you know, I think right now, probably in that day three range, but he's definitely got the talent to ascend. And if he passes the character test, then that's that's the only thing standing in his, in his way to be a day two pick, I think. Yeah, I think right now the biggest question for most of us and kind of why I think he came back to school is just like it was pretty obvious at times last season that Britton Cox Jr. was just like, nope, not not doing any more in this play. Yeah. And he like uh, the Florida State game, I remember he over pursued Jordan Travis in the backfield. Jordan Travis cut it back right to him and he was just like, well, sorry, I'm not pleased. Like, I'm he's like, I did my part. I ran to yeah. the edge and that was it's- it. It's perplexing, too, because, like, when, when his motor's hot, like, the dude's in pursuit, he's rumbling, right? But when it, it just flips off at some point. So I need to see it more consistently. And that's a question that NFL teams are going to have is, like, hey, if he's not giving 100% all the time, like, do we want to invest in this guy? And I, I, I guarantee there's going to be a lot of hesitation coming from that if he doesn't get that wrapped up. The good news is he's already flashed a ton of prompts. So if, you can, if that can click for him, if he can show that more consistently – then I think the sky's the limit. The question is, some guys kind of hit that wall. You know, some guys it doesn't click. And, you know, you wonder what kind of guy is Cox. So I'm, I'm hoping that things click for him, that he shows that effort, that that hot motor more consistently. Because if he can, he if he does, he does have the traits to maximize that. Looking at the rest of this Florida Gator edge room, you know, we, we had me talk about, about Brenton Cox Jr. And then we had Ian Cummings talk about Brenton Cox Jr., um, I am higher on Brenton Cox Jr., his potential on his draft stock than Ian Cummings is. Uh, we know that, and I, I don't think that's me being a Gator fan. I, I tend to th- I think I tend to be pretty unbiased when evaluating players. I think it's just, I, I think that he's going to have a great year, and I think based on his skill set, what he's shown when he's on, 
has been dominant, and if he could do that consistently, I think he's going to go. He's going to get drafted fairly high. Um, but looking at the other edge, edges on the roster, because again, I said we could have the highest edge on roster since Dante Fowler Jr. That could be someone else. You know, it could be Prince Liam and Mealine, who is projected to start at field side defensive end this year. Um, and I, I'm very high on what he can do as a pass rusher and run defender. We've got Chief Borders, who Chief Borders is one of those guys where he's just so incredibly versatile and athletic. Uh, he's not even draft eligible yet. He's entering his true sophomore year, but he's someone who I really like as that third edge. Uh, I think it should be Brenton Cox Jr. I think the other one should be Prince Liam and Melian. But I think Chief Borders should be the third one because he offers so much in terms of he's a great athlete. He can uh, develop as a pass rusher. I don't have a question about his motor. Something of, I, I don't even know the kid, but something about him, I'm just like, he is going to play his heart out for Florida. I just know it. And his experience as an off-ball player and as an edge rusher kind of shows that he can be that perfect Patrick Tony fit of, you know, you're going to drop back in coverage, you're going to pass rush, you're going to drop back, you're going to pass rush, you're, you're going to show that you're pass rushing and drop back, you're going to show that you're off-ball and then pass, and then run in. Um so Chief Borders is someone that I really like, and I think that the NFL will be high on him if he even reaches his potential. Maybe not maybe not be that guy unless he exceeds what our expectations are for him. But I, I do think that the NFL will very much enjoy his skill set and his play style and his motor, and there's always spots for guys like that in the NFL. Uh, there's David Reese, who has unfortunately dealt with some injuries throughout the time, but I mean, from from what I've been told about spring ball and camp, uh, he is looking good whenever he's participating. Um, then there's Lloyd Summerall, who entered the transfer portal and then came back out of the transfer portal to come back to Gainesville. I, I really hope he could put something together. His spring game looked pretty nice. Um, I, I looked pretty nice. Good adjective. Uh, his spring game, it, it looked strong. Like He looked like a player who... I was watching him in the spring game, and it's like, well, I I could see him contributing. Uh, and I, I think that's an important part of just even seeing him in the spring game is going, you know, if you can't succeed against the guys that you see and you know, who can you succeed against? And with Lloyd Summerall, I felt like he looked pretty pretty solid there, and, and, and that's something to look forward to and to be like, okay, well, maybe we got a baller on our hands here. Um so Lloyd Summerall is someone who has always had hype kind of around his name in Gainesville and hopefully is going to be able to put it together this year. Antoine Powell Ryland is another player that we're looking forward to. There's just when you look at all of these names, all five or six that I just named, and you look at Britton Cox Jr., you go, this Florida edge room has so much potential. There are so many... Um, Guys with versatile skill sets, I guess I'll say. You know, Brenton Cox Jr., fantastic against the run and against the pass. Prince Liam and Meline has stand-up potential and hand-in-the-dirt potential. Chief Borders has edge potential, off-ball potential. He can... I, I think Chief Borders would be able to play hand-up or with his hand-in-the-dirt or stand-up edge. Uh, David Reese can play hand stand up, hand down, Lloyd Summerall, the same thing. Antoine Powell Ryland, probably the same thing. He seems like the type that could play the same and also play a little bit of off-ball style. 
Uh, so, so there's so much potential, there's so much variety and that can't be overstated at all because there's just this, this Florida Gators, Patrick, Tony, Sean Spencer defense is going to ask so much from front seven players where if you have, um, if you have a versatile skill set, they're going to put you in the best position to succeed and to find success in, in this defense. And, and I think that's just an absolute, uh, like, like, like a blessing for the Florida Gators to have that uh, that even option of putting in so many different edge defenders that can do so many different things and fit your defense perfectly. Like I, that's that's something that's amazing as well because like Billy Napier, Patrick Tony, they took over a roster that was built by Dan Mullen but built for them, and it's just it's just wild uh, how how perfectly things shaped up. Thanks for making Lockdown Gators your first listen of the day every day. We are available daily and free wherever you listen to the podcast. We'll be back tomorrow with more on your Florida Gators. Now make your second listen the Lockdown NBA Big Board Podcast. Rafael Barlow, Richard Stamen, Sam Ferris, and Leif Thulin give fans an in-depth look into the biggest prospects, the latest player rankings, and, of course, big boards. For Lockdown Gators, I'm Brandon Olson. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter at WNS underscore Brandon. You can find all of my written work with Whole Nine Sports that is W-H-O-L-E-N-I-N-E Sports. I will see you all tomorrow.